Hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the uh, Culture Vacuum Podcast, the only podcast going on right now. There's no other podcast going on during COVID-19. And Thank because you for your of, service. And because <laughs> of that, we have a very special guest with us today. Of course, I'm your host, Samuel. With me, as always, is Calvin. Where the hell do you find all your energy? <laughs> Hi, Dude, I know. It's me. I'll wait till my intro is done uh, <laughs> to comment I, uh, on the fact that it's, it's the earliest I've woken up in weeks. <laughs> I'm very sorry. No, uh, I, I'm also excited to be here. I mean, it's a it's a special podcast for sure. I just, man, the world is falling apart around us, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I remember black skies, um, the lightning all around me. We had a tornado warning here last night, so that was a, that was fun. Oh nice. wow. Yeah. Uh, no, the reason I'm so energetic is I spent my entire morning finishing the Animal Crossing Bunny Day event. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. I haven't played the, that game since that fucking bunny showed up. Oh my god. Is he gone tomorrow? He's gone tomorrow, yes. Good, okay, I can play it again. <laughs> yeah. I'm a introduce me. You guys about? <laughs> I'm just sitting on the sidelines. Yes, we're putting him in, coach. Ricky Hayberg is with us here. Hello. A last Ricky name. Hayberg. Oh my god. <laughs> if you're the people who don't know who Ricky is and you listen to this podcast, hi dad. Uh this is Ricky. <laughs> Hello, mm-hmm. Sam's dad. We took good yeah. care of him in Austin. <laughs> uh ricky is he's one half of the youtube channel internet today uh mm-hmm. he is an essential service provider you're goddamn uh, right a salesman <clears throat> of bidets uh pube razors and raid shadow legends that one time just one time though <laughs> yeah i don't fault you for it i hear they pay well <laughs> it was uh i don't think they wanted us after that we were like we're not we're not gonna play the game Oh, they wanted, like, footage of you playing the game? Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening. <laughs> Quentin reviews, he did, like, a he did a breakdown of everything that Raid Shadow Legends is as his April Fool's video. I'm like, oh, that's what it is. Cool. Yeah. I don't have to cool. play it now. Yeah. 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 Uh, but, Ricky, uh, you've been doing extensive coronavirus coverage ever since uh, the world shut down because you are an essential service provider per California yeah. law. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's, it says it in their... Uh in their release that they did. So mm-hmm. I keep a copy uh, anywhere I go, just in case uh, people need to make sure that I am an essential service. Yeah. And yeah. then I will take that paper and get it framed, and then I will walk into every uh, uh, USO uh, airport lounge and Veterans of Foreign War bar <laughs> and show them that I served in the coronavirus <laughs> outbreak of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> And what I what's interesting about what you and Elliot are doing is because your outfit is so small, your production really hasn't been like interrupted. But like uh, basically every other like sh- medium sized YouTube channel, which is like you know hundred fifty thousand plus subscribers, every other medium sized YouTube channel has gone through some kind of shutdown because like their team is a certain size that they all need to work remotely now. Yeah, I think a lot of people found out that uh, some of their favorite YouTube channels actually have teams of people behind them. Yeah. Uh, ours is not. It's literally me and Elliot. So the uh, the loop is closed. It's my wife and me, Elliot's wife and him, and and that's it. It's it's four people. Only two people are around each other. Um, and uh, it's 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 legal by the state. So, I mean, we have uh, an emergency plan in place. We bought some uh, some equipment just in case we had to film separately. Uh, but it doesn't look like that's going to be the case uh so far i mean we made it this far in yeah um i think if you keep a tight uh, circle it's typically pretty okay i mean both of us feel like (laughs) i think both of us feel like we got it in like january and just like got over it or something so (laughs) 
I don't know. But we outside of that, like we're both kind of neurotic in the sense that uh, going places in general isn't really fun. Uh, <laughs> like I went to, I told the story on the show, but I went to Target like two weeks ago, and uh, I was like, I'm never coming outside again. <laughs> no one here is respecting any of the rules, so uh, we've both been uh, hunkered down outside of literally going in and filming the show together. So I wonder if that's a larger conversation about just like how our government really has not been taking this super seriously, even since it's become a huge issue. I mean, uh, they, he did uh, the Trump administration sort of did uh, like into March because the economy crashed, and that's the only thing he cares about is the stock market and the economy. Mm-hmm. So it, there was like a week or two there where you could see that uh, he was like, ah, shit, we should probably take this seriously. But then like ever since then, it's been just like slowly crawling back to complete chaos. And uh, yeah, he needs to stop doing his daily briefings. He needs to just put Fauci up there. Or well, you know what they're go saying, away. Ricky, Like they're, he's they're turning them into the, rallies. The models are fake or whatever. <laughs> I know a lot about models. <laughs> I've been in a few <laughs> models myself. That was my Vietnam. <laughs> Tony Stark, he's based on me. They think it's Elon Musk. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Tony Stark, he's the one fucking all the broads in the movies, right? <laughs> uh, I did want to get... So now that we have like two people who've been like cohabitating with their significant other... Uh, yeah. I I, re- I think it was Cody Johnston on his YouTube channel or something like that. Mm-hmm. One of the articles he cited is apparently people are expecting there's going to be an ex- there's going to be a spike in divorce rates among the <coughs> ultra wealthy after this because I guess like the, the extremely rich they don't live with their spouses at all. So no, which we, I just yeah, think or, they're, they're, or not all the time. I would yeah. assume. Like, what do you uh, mean? Like break that down. They don't live. Because they're they're busy, they're doing their own like uh, projects. You know, when you're yeah. ultra wealthy, it's like you're either working or doing like some weirdo nonprofit uh, thing. My wife's spending or, a month in Japan or whatever. Yeah, or traveling, and I don't know. I I never really considered based that on stuff. The very yeah, now few have... amount of uh, ultra rich people that expose their lives on Instagram and Twitter that I can see. Yeah, and now they have to live with each other, and apparently they're going to get divorced after this, which I think is very funny. So I guess like I don't really have a, anything else to bring to that because I'm a I'm single, but you two both live with significant others. So I'm just like if there's any like thing you bring to this, Ricky, you can go uh, first. I don't know what to say. <laughs> well, there's so there's two. I think the best example of um, watching what it's like for two rich people to be stuck with each other currently is. Uh, Howard Stern stuck at home with his wife, his second wife, Beth. And like, she makes an appearance on the episodes like once a day. And like, it, it feels like she's trapped there. <laughs> he's like making her clean the house nonstop because he's like, so like such a germaphobe. If you're rich, you shouldn't have to make anyone clean. You can pay people. You don't even make well, it. No, no but they can't, can't have people in. He can't have a house. And he's in New York oh. and he's old and at risk. Yeah. Oh god. <laughs> so she's having to like clean everything. Uh and you can hear her like voice break like when she gets on the mic like, uh, it's just you know, I just got finished with the kitchen." <laughs> um but That's for really me sad. now everything's everything's uh great. It's uh no problems. Uh plus I think it's the fact that I mean I do get to go like at least see a friend once a day because I'm filming with Elliot. Mm-hmm. So it's not like as severe, but I don't even think it would be that big of a deal if not. We've just been finding things to do. Just uh, we've done 
we're on our second 1000 piece puzzle um you know and and i think the the best thing that we've discovered is you know how i don't know if you guys are like this but when you watch a certain channel i i guess it's hard to explain if you don't if you didn't grow up with cable but uh you like why you watch we're a, not a that specific, young. I, a specific I channel <laughs> uh and then you get tired of watching that stuff and then uh you know a year or two later it's like oh yeah you know i missed that channel i'm gonna go back there and just watch everything again yeah uh we've gotten really really into uh hgtv which we haven't seen in forever because we just got tired of it mm-hmm. so now it's just i think i've seen in the past like four days probably a hundred episodes of love it or list it and it's fine i'm enjoying it but aside from that we'll, we're just watching like we got that um, Star Wars Blu-ray gift box thing that has all the Skywalker series in it. So we've been watching old Star Wars. Does it have Rise of Skywalker or whatever that last one's called? Yeah, which I didn't think was terrible. Oh, okay. I never but saw it. But I, I also like, don't care about lore or anything. I, like, I, I'm I like, mean, same thing here. <laughs> yeah. And, and, I, and Ricky, I think it's fine that you think that terrible movie was not that bad. <laughs> I actually really liked, uh, I think Last Jedi was probably one of my favorites out of all of them. Oh yeah, the last Jedi is awesome. That was a pretty controversial yeah, that's the, one. That's the second in in that's the one before Rise of Skywalker, right? Yeah, it's the, the one, one that with people. Pre- it's the one. It's the one that people pretend is bad. Well, I think only people think it's bad because of that scene where they go to the casino. Yeah, the casino scene is like it's not like great, but it's not like the worst thing ever. It's, yeah, it's not terrible, but the the yeah. visual aesthetic of that film and the pacing and everything else, aside from like I guess if people want to bitch about the side quests in it, but uh, visually that movie is amazing yeah what do you think of han solo (laughs) Uh, oh uh, yeah solo a star wars story the the most quintessential i still haven't seen it it's okay but i like it i think if i remember correctly like the last it's been a while i should actually watch last jedi again maybe i'd hate it this time but i just remember thinking it was awesome that everyone in it kind of sucks like not that they not that they're bad people but it just shows that they're not perfect like they make mistakes all the time and it's not just like this super. It's not a superhero movie, essentially. Hmm. Yeah, they're human. Yes, I thought they were aliens. In space, whatever. Ta- you know, you know. <laughs> listen, it's, as I was saying, I don't know. I saying, I'm, I'm asking, are the they aliens? I've been up in weeks. I've been sleeping. <laughs> I've been going to bed at like four o'clock in the morning. Why are you staying up so late? It's it's like because there's not a lot going on, and it's. I feel like like the. I feel like I'm in my early twenties, where it's just like if I can stay up late enough. Then I can just sleep through the entire day and act like it doesn't exist. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> what yeah. I'm in my I'm in my mid twenties right now. I don't know if I've ever felt that. <laughs> oh well, when I was in my mid twenties or I guess early to mid twenties, I was playing a lot of World of Warcraft when it came out. Mm-hmm. So I would play World of Warcraft till like five o'clock in the morning and then sleep till like five o'clock at night and then play Warcraft. Wow. So I, I will tell you when I first told Calvin we, we were going to have you on the show, he suggested we record at 10.30 our time, which would be 8.30 for you. I don't so think I did, about these things. Yeah, absolutely not. <laughs> I, di- I did push him back two hours. Yeah. And by the way, I'm, I'm probably that way with Destiny right now. If you described what you just said, Ricky, to my girlfriend, she would probably yeah. say, yeah, Calvin's the same way with Destiny. Yeah, I need to, I'm, I've been meaning to get back into it because my father-in-law plays a lot. And but that's another thing that comes in waves. Like, I've played Destiny and then I'll play it for no- I'll play nothing else but Destiny for yeah. a month and then I'll stop and I'll be like eh whatever and then six months later I'll be like all right time to play Destiny again nonstop. 
Yeah, it just and it really it grabs you with the seasons too. That's when I so when I I first started playing Destiny probably like two weeks not two weeks ago two months ago probably mm-hmm. um, I came into it really late. Oh, for the just, first time? Yeah. No, because they released. Oh it for well, free. yeah, you're good to go for a long time then. Yeah, and then they a new season started, and when that started, I was like, "Oh, what is this?" And then I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, this is a dumb gimmick I'll never get into." And then it hooked me mm-hmm. like within a week. I wish I yeah. could get back into uh, Division Two. I was really into that, but it just oh, I love like... the Division games, but no one plays them. Yeah, it just seems like uh, a lot of work to get back into it. So, mm-hmm. oh well. Yeah, for for me, that's definitely Animal Crossing. Like I'll easily put four or five hours in a day sometimes just like take just like in between because like there's different times of day you can catch certain things i became obsessive about catching all the rare fish before they disappeared uh it's not healthy definitely isn't healthy but there's nothing else to do so i'm one of those people who's heard absolutely nothing about um animal crossing i i used to own a switch and i sold it immediately because i never got any games for it it was like a weird christmas thing but essentially my my i think my girlfriend's heard about it, and she is kind of intrigued by it. I'm kind of intrigued by it. What would you say is like the most interesting thing about that game, or or why why do we why do you play it so often? It is it is chores the game, uh, and even though it is that you you just want to do all your little tasks and like discover more of this island, like um, it's all and like there's always something to do at a different time of day. Like certain animals only come out at night, or. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like items you want to craft or you can go explore another island or you can go visit your friend's island or that you want to collect all the fruit so you can grow all the fruit on your island. And then you, once you have a bunch of trees, you take all the wood out of your trees to build furniture. Like it's wow. really just like it's, it's Minecraft with a bunch of extra steps added into it. Mm-hmm. And like, it also encourages you to be patient. Like sometimes if you want to build a building, you'll have to wait a real day before that building is built. Oh gosh. Yeah. I feel like there was a point well, in time. I, I did like it the first couple of days i really did like it but um yeah i don't know when that bunny showed up because i was actually i was working on a lot of <laughs> things in it, and then the bunny showed up and <laughs> yeah. was like by the way every fucking balloon you pop or 50 percent of the fish you catch are going to be eggs yeah i was just like what, i don't want this pastel bullshit anywhere near me <laughs> i'm just gonna wait till it's gone so i can go play the real game again but in the in the past like two weeks since that's happened Anytime I see someone post a video or a screenshot of what their place looks like, it just makes me not want to play because I'm like, okay, like it's like playing not to go back to Warcraft, but it's like playing Warcraft and you uh, you had to go on vacation with your parents. Uh, and while you were gone, everyone got to level 60 and they're doing dungeons and raids and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah, you're already (laughs) left behind. What's the point? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's like all once once you you don't really beat the game, but you do, eventually you get the ability to terraform the island. Basically, <laughs> uh, once you get that, you can build cliffs and waterfalls. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. You, yeah, you 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 can basically turn the island into whatever you want. So I've been slowly turning my island into a Soviet republic. That doesn't surprise uh, which is nice. My uh, my flag says "Eat the Rich." Mm-hmm. Um, uh, my my island jingle is the Soviet anthem. It's very fun. Are there any um, culture vacuum plus advertisements on that island? Uh, no, we haven't actually. All right. uh, we need to monetize that, that as soon as possible. That's that's like a yeah. must. 
<laughs> yeah. Today I, I traded in a bunch of money for turnips, and now I'm waiting for my turnip stock. Okay, what is to, this turnip thing? I've God. seen turnips all over the fucking internet, like for the past five yeah. days. What is going on? I don't want to be here for a long time, but there's there's a stock market in the game called the stock S T A L K market. Jesus. Um, and people have. They have cracked the formula of how it behaves, uh, so they have created Excel spreadsheets that you can download to predict the pattern of how your stock market will behave. Uh, so I bought about a million bells worth of turnips today, and now I'm waiting for those to Jesus skyrocket. Boy. This is no yeah. longer a game or fun. No, yeah, this is uh, <laughs> this is this is a problem. Did you save to download yeah, an Excel gotta, spreadsheet. You could do that with real money, you know. <laughs> stock market is very low right now. Yeah, wait, so, all this effort you're thing, putting into this fake the stock. stock the stock market is fake, and it encourages the negative behavior of the of the ruling class. The stock market mm-hmm. is is a little fun because a little pig sells you turnips. <laughs> you just like it because it's in your Soviet republic. Yes. On the uh, on the other end of the spectrum, I started because I really want to play Doom Eternal, but uh, is that the fourth Doom game? No, it's the oh, sorry, sequel Doom. to the 2016 Doom. I thought you it's said the second. Uh, it's the third good Doom game. I thought you said Diablo okay. for some reason. Sorry, I'm not going to get into that because I have no uh, <laughs> idea what the Doom community considers great. But uh, I, I like the amount of time that I have free. Like comes in comes in spurts because either like I'm doing something with with my wife, like watching a show or whatever, cooking, or I'm writing for episodes or editing episodes do you cook or two whatever meals a day? sorry weird weird other couple question i just ask because i'm also in a relationship uh yeah two, two meals a day yeah two meals a day okay i do i typically Seems do one standard. and then we'll like maybe make a dry good for breakfast okay continue sorry before before this i was doing one meal a day and then i just gave up all health uh during this outside of just trying not to get the virus but uh uh, so I, I started playing Doom Eternal because I was like, oh, I'll just get into it really quick. And then, you know, once I have to go cook dinner or something, I'll just stop. I played for like 45 minutes and I, I put it down only because I was like, this game is too good. It doesn't, I don't have the attention that it deserves right now. <laughs> so I'm just going to come back when I have like eight hours of nothing to do and just burn through it, which I might do after this since I'm technically up early, quote unquote, today. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think every Wait, day, pretty much except for today, I've been waking up around one or two. Oh, wow. People have been... So, I, I think it's actually probably s- symptomatic of just the pandemic right now. I feel like a lot of people are sleeping in. I feel like now a time... Like, I'm hearing my sister get up later, my girlfriend get up later. I typically detach myself from most of society anyway, so I'm getting up at normal time anyways. <laughs> but, like, people who mm-hmm. who are a lot more connected in that way, I think, are, are getting up later these days. Yeah, I physically can't sleep in. I don't know why. Like, I'll stay up till like one in the morning sometimes, and I still wake up at seven. It's mm-hmm. terrible. I'm the same way. So, I, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's that's Rona talk. Basically, the one thing that like I found was interesting this week was like the big news story is that because the government has just utterly failed to tamp this down, a private two private massive companies have teamed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Apple and Google, they are building something into both their mobile operating systems that will allow a government-built app mm-hmm. to basically, like, lo- in a private way, let you know if you come into contact with someone. You said it in a really specific way earlier, but you said essentially they're building an API connection. For people who don't yeah, know, they're... that allows... Yeah, can you run... Uh, for anyone listening that was... Uh mostly unaware like me uh up until 15 minutes ago can you yeah. run through exactly what it is uh the tldr yes. 
So they're building an API into both their operating systems, iOS and Android, uh, and that will enable a sanctioned government app, presumably built by the CDC or WHO, but this will be all over the world, so every government will be able to build Mm -hmm. it, where you download an app to your phone, and then the operating system will allow that app to have some access to your phone that previously they would not allow apps to have. Mm -hmm. So when you go outside, so let's say to the grocery store, which is the only time you should be going outside to crowded places, um, if you come into contact with someone, both of your phones, if you have the app, will be able to swap encrypted Bluetooth keys, and your phone will keep a log of all the keys you've come into into close contact with. Mm-hmm. Then, if you or if you come in, if you develop symptoms of COVID and you test positive, you you would take the app, say, "Hey, I have COVID," and the network would then notify everyone you came into contact with, "Hey, you recently came into contact with someone who has received a positive diagnosis. You should be watching yourself for symptoms." Uh, uh, so, three things wrong with this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Already, uh, one most importantly, unless this is like installed on all new phones going forward americans aren't going to download this shit yeah they're not going to download the update because this is going to have to come as a the air update i would assume that a good portion of the population is not going to want to tell everyone that they have covid they'd probably just rather stay inside uh and not put it on blast through their phone i mean it would be great this is all like it's going to this would be, be this would be great if it worked perfectly mm-hmm. and everyone was on board. It's going to be private. Like if if I came into contact with someone, it wouldn't tell me, "Hey, you came in contact with this person. They live." No, here. I know that. I know, I know. But yeah, still, people aren't going to want to put into an app that they had. Of yeah, I'll, people will, but some people won't. Yeah. So it's already flawed there. A lot of people are just going to think uh, it's stealing their data and doing other shit with it. Oh yeah, no, it's and like it probably is. Yeah, but... there. This could be manipulated to be used in a bazillion bad ways. It's you know, can't put the genie back in the bottle. And I mean, speaking about AIs, those are technically public chains that are accessible through any application, government made or otherwise. So if you put on the web, Italian's official, like Italy's official, uh, you know, government sanctioned COVID app here on the Play Store and someone downloads it and it's not theirs, there's no real way of them knowing. The Play Store is not really great mm-hmm. at mitigating, you know, unofficial applications. That's That's why I think it should be like, if they were going to do it, it would be bloatware that's pre-installed on a new samsung that's yeah the only and, and they work. said they're not going to do that they said they're just building yeah. the api into the into the operating system and they're going to leave it on government entities to i mean good for them but no to one's build gonna the download app. it oh yeah the unfortunate thing i, I think that, that is the big you'd issue. have to you'd have to do some sort of like stimulus incentive where you, part of the stimulus package is if you keep the app active through the coronavirus outbreak, you'll get an additional stimulus check or something like that in order to get people to do it. And even then, I guarantee you there'd be a lot of people that would be like, that's not worth it. Yeah, I think I think right now all this is primed to do is let tech nerds know when other t- if they came into contact with another tech nerd who got coronavirus. Like you need, <laughs> yeah. you, you need a certain penetration rate of, of this of this app to know for it to actually be effective i'm glad they're building it but Mm -hmm. i just don't know how effective the the effort to get people to download this is going to be and we also don't even have a timeline on it but yeah i think it was i think it was odd that both companies like i'm sure it's good i'm sure the privacy is going to be solid because that's apple's whole thing they fought the government multiple times to protect Mm -hmm. user privacy uh but 
I think the the bigger issue is just neither is committing to building an an interface that will be pre-installed. They're just going to build underlying code that you have to opt in to download and enable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just not gonna it's just not gonna happen. Making it optional yeah. isn't gonna work, and that's the one thing our government doesn't seem to understand. They just keep like suggesting yeah. things. Yeah, I was thinking the other day. Um, you know, there's been a lot of posts online, and a lot of people are of the opinion that um this would be this would have been handled much better if Hillary Clinton was president. <clears throat> and I I don't think that's wrong. I think Donald Trump is a terrible person and probably the worst person to lead us through this. But like anyone's but, better. <laughs> but but here's what here's where it gets kind of scary is imagine that Hillary Clinton is president. And the economy crashes and the government tells people that they have to stay in their homes. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dude, civil war. Civil war would have broken out. But the fact that Donald Trump is telling them to do it, they're like, well, you got to do it. Donald Trump said so. You got to we go. Y'all got to do it. And even even then people are like not respecting it. But like, I can't even imagine what the response would have been to mandatory lockdowns from the federal government during a recession run with the by highest Hillary Clinton run by Hillary Clinton like people would be in the streets with guns and shit i like i that's a very scary thing to think about and it's a scary thing to say but like i this country is crazy <laughs> Yeah, I don't want to get like too bogged down, but like I listen to too many Robert Evans podcasts, so I know okay. how rampant our country's militia problem is. Maybe I need to listen yeah. to uh, more like my... Robert Evans podcasts and get down in the dirt with you guys. <laughs> yeah, my my biggest fear is that if Trump loses in November, you're going to see militia action almost immediately, uh, in like Portland, Northern California, parts of Virginia. Like, there's a lot of people in this country who love Donald Trump. They have a lot of guns, and they have a private militia, and they are very eager to use them. They will take any excuse to do so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, the only reason a lot of the southern states are even attempting to take this seriously is because their cult leader told them yeah. that it's serious. It really is. Yeah, and, even, and even then, you have my lieutenant governor, Dan Patrick, saying, I'll die for the coronavirus to save America. That was insane. Yeah, or the guy from Georgia that opened up the beaches one day after closing down the state. My former governor. I have such a bad <laughs> streak of governors. <laughs> Our former governor, Sam. <laughs> oh, right, because we're, we're both, we're both in Atlanta. Atlanta Mickey, born, of course, raised. flew down to record with us in our home studio in Atlanta. Go fighting oranges, as they say in Atlanta, Georgia, right? <laughs> yeah, my high school. Of yeah. Hoover. Damn. Yeah, everyone in Atlanta, we love our oranges. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mount Rushmore looks great this time of year. We love our big, we love our big arch, mm-hmm. big arch, great, big, big arch, uh, leading you into America, down where Atlanta is, Georgia, on the coast of the uh, gateway to the uh, to the Bible Belt. Yes, yes. <laughs> you actually get a Bible as you walk through. <laughs> yeah, the beating heart of the American Asian middle class. <laughs> That's what they call Atlanta. So that's Rona Talk. Mm-hmm. I always timestamp the episodes now in case people want to skip around the coronavirus because I understand. Oh, that's so uh, nice of you, Sam. Oh, yeah, it's great. Yeah, chapters. Wonderful. I've been, I've been trying to make News Dump like as corona-free as possible. Mm-hmm. Just as something to break it up. Yeah, just, but, yeah, like, just put timestamps in the description. Everyone's fucking indoors. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. like, I, I, there was, luckily... Uh, uh, here's a good segue. Luckily, Quibi was released this week, so we had something else to talk about uh, hey, uh, on, on News Dump. Yeah, I think, Ricky, he's uh, he, you write 
people who don't know Ricky and Elliot, they split the writing load. Ricky always writes news dump unless there's like an exception. So I, I'm, gl- I'm glad we have you to talk Quibi with us because mm-hmm. you downloaded the app. Uh, and when I heard, I asked you if you wanted to be on. You were kind enough to say yes. Yeah, they, uh, I downloaded the app because the government said they'd give me a stimulus from Jeffrey Katzenberg. They were like, we'll give you $1,200 if you watch Quibi during the <laughs> coronavirus. Uh, uh, that's not true. <laughs> Katzen, some cats in cash. Yeah. Cats and cash. I'm also, I'm also glad we have you on because like, I don't know if anyone outside of the world of like New York media companies or people in LA know or give a shit about Quibi. I didn't know what it was because until Sam told me like a week ago. I only know about Quibi because I read a bunch of, I've been reading like tech sites for the last year that cover streaming and they've all been saying Jeffrey Katzenberg has this billion dollar venture called Quibi. Uh, it's going to, he's, he thinks he is the most confident man in the world about it. He thinks it's going to be the next streaming service. And you know service. what screams of confidence is having advertisements that don't adequately tell the audience what the fuck you're selling. And then I know like, uh, you ricky in la like you have friends and all that there who like they've either sold stuff to quibi or they're in talks with quibi so like if you're in la odds are depending on how big your network uh-huh. is you yeah right now if you're in la and you're in production and you and it's not just a youtube channel your livelihood depends on getting a quibi show yeah it's quibi and yeah so like if you're if you live in la odds are you know someone or know someone who knows someone who has a quibi deal or a netflix deal they're just pouring money into that town like in the future when when these shows start coming out that are produced now so i i did want to talk numbers before we get into it just like everyone knows like what's beyond this surface so quibi is a mobile only premium streaming service targeted specifically towards millennials which they define as people between the ages of 18 and 44 so right now they they also get the millennial thing wrong too like they're 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 just painting with a the a wider brush every time just because it's a buzzword uh and so right now that's like five buzzwords there that have just you can tell why they got all this money they have raised to date 1.75 billion dollars to fund this service and i believe they are funded for two years if uh, if, if like the interviews I've read uh, currently they have three types of sh- they have three categories of shows lighthouse series which uh, cost $125,000 per minute mm-hmm. to produce um, they have quick bite series which is like reality shows competitions and stuff like that those cost about $50,000 a minute and then they have news shows which can cost up to $10,000 a minute to produce all of this content is served to you in six to ten minute chunks in the app which again you can only watch on your phone each chunk is released daily and then every episode every series is about 12 episodes so every 12 days they will have a whole new uh slate of content rolling in for this app okay they're currently giving people a 90 day free trial that expires uh, actually next sunday so if you're listening to this before the 19th get your 90 day free trial after that or don't Uh, I mean, it's 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 a free it's a it's ninety days of a thing. We'll talk you about know, it. Yeah. Check, <laughs> check it out. Uh, yeah. So that's that's all the number stuff. But all that aside, gentlemen, uh, I'll let you lead. What do you two? What have you two thought of Quibi from your time with it? Uh, I, I, I'll I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll say my little piece uh, first. The first time I watched Quibi, uh, strangely enough, I think was the intended. Uh, action or more so the intended position i had just uh sat down to take a shit on the toilet and i pulled out (laughs) my phone and i was like oh well here's the quibi app that 
uh, Sam told me about, and taking a shit reminded me of it, so I decided to open up the application, <laughs> and I watched... They did the research, and they were like, the average American now takes six to ten minutes to take a shit. <laughs> They've extended... And by the way, our shits have not extended, it's just the shit we're looking at on our phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I took, I, I took out the phone. What was the first one I watched? It, it, was, it was right up in front. It was, it was Liam Hemsworth... Uh, most wanted man. Most dangerous most game. Most dangerous game. Yeah, and so I, I hit play on that. And as I'm watching this, I decided to force myself one to uh, watch the advertisement version because I wanted to see what it was going to be like for the majority of people paying for this, and two to watch it vertically just because I thought that was fucking ridiculous. But I wanted to see if they could actually pull it off. So I was looking at this thing. Oh yeah, that's the <laughs> that's the other thing I left out. They they have a technology. <clears throat> I believe it's patented. Called turnstile, where you wait, can no, turn back the. Up. Sh- <laughs> wait, 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 wait! What's the what's the technology that's patented again? Turnstile pa- is the turnstile, which is they 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 send two streams of video to your phone. Depending on your data speed, they'll either be like full quality or like the the one you're not watching will be low quality. But if you're on Wi-Fi, you have two full quality streams of data coming to your phone. Uh, and then you can turn your phone and instantly it will snap to the other feed, which they claim this is a lie from what I found <laughs> is optimized to be viewed in portrait mode. Um, <laughs> some of the content I found is like pretty well optimized for this. So like the news shows I think are the best suited for this because you just have a host delivering the story and then you can, make graphics for portrait and landscape and i think the news is fine to watch in portrait mm-hmm. everything else though but we'll get more into it i did not enjoy watching in portrait at all i think the most that that hunt that i keep saying hunted by the way because as i'm watching the show in vertical mode i'm thinking didn't this just come out as a movie and then i realized oh wait it was that other stupid it was the hunt movie with the comedians that are getting hunted by rich people but it's the same concept the last movie ever released the hunt yeah <laughs> And then the coronavirus uh, hunt. And bloodshot. <laughs> so anyways. I'll say... Yeah, go ahead. I'll say this about Quibi. I really tried. I watched a bunch of shows. Uh, I was... There was maybe two... Uh, there was two that I got through the entire thing. And those are, you know, literally quick bites. Like, less than ten minutes and I couldn't get through them. Um, the ones that I did get through, uh, one was about pasta... Uh, Do you remember what the show the other was called? Was... No, I don't. And that's it's also shape, a problem for them. The Shape of Pasta. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> the other was the Titus Burgess show, Dishmantled. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. I thought that was fine, but also I would... It's like a... I don't know how I could watch that show for weeks on end. It's yeah. cool for like a one-time thing, and you get the bit, and then you're like, okay, got it. And I don't even think if it was on Netflix as a full, like, episodic series that I would watch it. None of these could last as longer than they are. Um, And I think that's intentional. Part of me, my my real question is, okay, this is cool what we're doing right now. I can open this up on the toilet and get, for all intents and purposes, premium content. I watched the uh, Chance the Rapper uh, punked one and actually had a pretty decent time watching that one. I was like, okay, that was fun. I'm not going to pay money for this. It's essentially like an extended premium Snapchat story. Yeah, nothing in the app is, like, horrible. Like, one of the shows, uh, I think it's when the streetlights go out, it's like, it's a discount Stephen King uh, teen murder mystery. Uh, Did not care for it. But, like, the other two dramas, uh, Most Dangerous Game and uh, the Sophie Turner one, where it's like, 
it starts off as a suicide show, but then it turns into a plane crash show. I'm sorry, what? Uh, I, I don't know. I have a <laughs> yeah. But the f- uh, the, that's that's I, part I of the problem, to, though. Before I forget, um, the specifically on Dismantled, the portrait versus landscape mode, the landscape, so horizontal, holding your phone horizontally, uh, was the aspect ratio was off. What do you mean? Huh. It oh, was like, it like cut stretched. Off, it was cutting off no, heads? Or? No, it was stretched. That might have been your phone because I didn't notice that. By the way, I wonder how it much... It might be because I know that the pixel is weird with that stuff. But like just thinking about um, it, a lot of phones coming out now, some are 21 by 9, some are 16 by 9. I wonder how much that's affecting... Th- yeah, this. specifically with Android, you have like a dozen like resolutions. big enough phones that you, know, you should be yeah, I mean, developing I'm using the, for. I'm using the iOS app, so like they do like... They, they, I'm sure they probably iOS that, is probably yeah. clean. Yeah, they... They format it right, but you can pinch to zoom if you want to have a notch in your video. That's what oh, happened. Oh, here's the worst part. The worst part that I just remembered. Uh, on my phone specifically, the notification tray, when you get a notification, is at the top. Mm-hmm. And you have to pull it down to see your notifications. But if you do that while you're watching Quibi, it's the same action in Quibi that closes the show you're watching. Uh. <laughs> so if I get a notification while I'm watching a show and it's like, oh, Elliot just texted me to go film and I pull it down to see what he said, it just closes whatever show I'm watching. Uh, yeah, that's bad software. That's just bad design. <laughs> I don't even know how they're going to yeah, fix cause that. Like, <laughs> no, because like the, on the iPhone, uh, it doesn't have background play, so if I like want to adjust my screen brightness or whatever, yeah. uh, it will just pause it, but then when I... So I, I think they definitely put more time and care into the iOS app, which is Because the I, iOS uh, system tray is like up from the bottom, right? Uh, not anymore. It's all, oh, okay. yeah, this, yeah, the system settings, it's now the upper right. But that kind of makes sense on. when you're thinking about like app optimization. I mean, it was the same deal with Snapchat. They found the majority of their audience was on iOS. And so for a long time, they were just using like a preview screen of Android's oh, camera the, applications. Oh, the camera for Android yeah. for Snapchat was terrible. Yeah, so, I mean, they, they don't okay. care. They, they were it, was just taking, using... it was taking photos and videos of the camera preview. Mm-hmm. Yeah the, yeah, the viewfinder. It was just taking screenshots. They of only that, recently found that they yeah. could they could optimize that. So I I kind of get the iOS app being the optimal version. It's it's just I my my main gripe with this is as I'm watching it and scrolling through it, and and I'm just thinking, kids who are looking at this, I don't think they're thinking, do I want to watch Quibi or Snapchat? I think they're thinking, do I want to watch you know insert celebrity's name here or Chance the Rapper? And they're probably not going to do Chance if they have to pay for him. They're just going to do whatever's on Snapchat because he's there too. Yeah, I have a conspiracy theory about what this app really is from what I've seen of it. But uh, I will say, like, the, the, the app itself is not poorly built, like, at least the iOS version. Like, videos, they stream, they play really quickly. The turnstile works as promised. Um, if I, like, skip back to for something I missed or if I, like, want to watch a scene in portrait or whatever, um, it it loads everything really quickly so like the tech behind it is fine it's just i just don't know who's gonna pay for a short video like even like the reality shows the reality shows should be the best thing on this app mm. because like most reality mm. there's like a lot of fluff you're cutting it for 22 or 44 minutes uh so like for something like punked you can just trim all the fat none of the setup it's just here's what we're going to do to this celebrity and we're going to trick that was them. the one i had ha, most ha, fun ha. watching i think was probably the punk one. yeah and it's and it's just showing you the execution of the prank i only watched the first one the mega uh, the meg the stallion yeah. one but the problem is like you see the prank executed it's fine and then it ends but there's like there's no payoff or there's no like cool down time like the meg the stallion realizes she got punked 
and then Chance jumps out and he mocks her and he dances around her and then it just cuts to black mm-hmm. instantly. Yeah. And they wow. don't there's like no, no time to cool it, off. It, it um, cuts the, to the a same... circle saying in five seconds we're gonna show you the next fucking episode. <laughs> yeah. Uh Dishmantled had the same problem, like the end of the episode of Dishmantled, like you can tell this is their food network pitch before they decide to sell it to uh Quibi. The end of Dishmantled is the winner gets into the thing that into the giant tube that blasted food at them prior and they dance in the money. But the problem is like they only dance in money for like two seconds before it cuts to the next before the episode is done. So like they don't give anything time to breathe. Like in <clears throat> the dramas, it's almost worse because the dramas they're they don't really treat them like TV shows. They treat them more like movies where you're watching a few scenes at a time. Uh, but like in the Sophie Turner one, there's an episode where like she has a panic attack in a bathroom and then someone knocks on the stall and she's like, what are you doing here? Says, Oh, this is the men's room. What are you doing here? And that's the end of the episode. It just cuts to black after that. <laughs> like <laughs> the show can't breathe. And even worse, like the Sophie Turner one, like the character is suicidal and, I assume the moral of the movie is through this harrowing adventure, she learns to value life. But because everything is so short, there's not really a time for her to learn a lesson or like grow. It's just action, action, but action. I wonder if because they have to like hold your interest. I wonder if that is that the point of it that you don't need a I like don't, show I, that makes much sense or you pay much attention to. Because the majority of people, like we're saying, I wonder if they're holding the phone, they're looking at notifications on Snapchat. You know, they're they're like checking themselves in the mirror. They're taking a shit. They're probably not like watching this for you know a sit down. I want to pay attention to something. They're watching this for just a quick bite while they're doing other shit. Yeah, so like the when you do the math, so like if these lighthouse shows cost one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a minute. Sorry, do that. And they're at most two hours long. These are fifteen million dollar budgets that they're throwing at these shows. Like these are very high quality uh, productions, especially for. And they a don't movie. even make money for two years. You're saying? Yeah, some of yeah, some of them, but like, oh my god, yeah, they're like. <laughs> They're putting like $15 million budgets at these very expensive productions, but they're cutting them for mobile and there's just no time for any, for like any like character growth. It's just, oh, look at this thing. Look, you recognize Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones and we think that will make you None pay of for these that. shows are going to be able to have seasons in, in the way I'm thinking about it, right? Because the season is built off of like the growth that the characters go through and how committed you are to the story. But if no one's committing themselves to like punked by chance the rapper, is that not just happening for like a few months and then it's the next celebrity on their reality show? Like, are any of these shows meant to last for... That's what I was saying on our episode recently where I was... Like, take Tiger King or Breaking Bad, for example. Two shows that are, regardless of what you think about the animal abuse within Tiger King, both shows are pretty universally loved for different Mm -hmm. reasons. Is anyone going to watch... Like, if Breaking Bad or uh, Tiger King had premiered exclusively on Quibi... Would any of anyone have stuck with it at all? I don't think so. I don't. I don't really. Th- yeah, like like six minutes at a t- six to ten minutes at a time, and then more ads, and then six to ten more minutes. Right. Yeah, because there's also like, advertisement. It would take you ten episodes to get through one episode of Tiger King. Yeah, I think. Uh, I think 
so the the favorite thing I saw in the app that like I was like, oh, this is really good. And it when so when Quibi fails, I hope this gets sold to Netflix or Hulu or whatever. It's the it's the documentary about LeBron James's school in uh, Akron, uh, the I Promise School. And that mm-hmm. might just be because I know a lot about that story and I really like LeBron James as a person. Um, but like that was like really enjoyable. Like it was well made, but I could tell they had they had commissioned to make this documentary when the school opened and they were trying to find someone to sell it to yeah. and either they couldn't sell it somewhere else which i don't really believe because it's like it's lebron james trying to make a public school to help underprivileged kids that that would be gold anywhere else that's like oscar material that netflix could try to pick up and get an oscar out of uh but maybe quibi just paid them the most because i because i know how documentaries are made i guarantee you if quibi fails and they get their rights to this back, which I know they will. They they can just recut this and make it oh, an yeah. actual movie that they can yeah. then sell to Netflix or Hulu. Like th- a lot of this content, I feel is like someone else made it before, and Quibi just had a bunch of money and they just bought it and then told yeah. the creators, "Hey, recut this so it can be seen six minutes at a time." I don't really know how much of this is specifically made for Quibi and how much is just acquired. None of it feels. I mean, there's definitely Quibi originals, but uh, yeah, I think something like that LeBron James thing would be uh, exactly what you're saying it is. But that's the thing, though, is uh, the thing I'm most excited for is Reno 911, and even then, like, I'm sure it's just gonna pop up somewhere after this Quibi thing fails. But that's what what if the app was done to capture an audience in an organic way, instead of just shotgun blasting marketing at people and money at projects for celebrities would be an app where you go and see the best sketch comedy, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like really good sketch comedy or animations on YouTube. But the problem is it doesn't pay anything on YouTube. So no one's really inclined to make it. Uh, but oh, yeah, if you had if you had like if you had like the Gus Johnson show on Quibi, yeah, and he did an episode a week, like that would be something worth watching. Or if oh, he wait. gave money to like Psychic Pebbles or any of those old uh, YouTube Newgrounds animators and actually gave them money to create content, you could get really good things so out of it. So is that what Qu- yeah. Quibi's hoping to produce? Is smaller? Creators? I don't. I don't know. know. What they're no, they, nobody knows. They they just keep throwing money at celebrities. What, it's so hard. I'm trying to pin them down. That's the thing. Like their their launch lineup. Their launch lineup is everything. Like they've covered every interest. Are you gay? Here's three gay themed shows. Like there's game show. Yeah, game show. Uh, there's a drag. There's a there's a play on RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, there's Dismantled. Oh, are you a a twenty something who likes edgy dramas? Here's when the streetlights go out. Oh, are you in your thirties and you like Christoph Waltz and Liam Hemsworth? Here's the other. Did you like Game of Thrones? We have Sophie Turner. It's just. Do you have yeah, a vague interest that we attribute to millennials? Here is a show that we think you'll pay <laughs> that's for. That's kind of what it feels like. Looking As you're scrolling down the list, they don't really put anything in order, I suspect, because they don't have much data on their users just yet to like recommend you stuff. But because of that, it's just a wide berth of like, oh, here's someone who's a lawyer. Yeah. Oh, here's someone who's like racing. Oh, here's someone who's baking a muffin. Just whatever. Yeah. And like, they need their own version of... of um like House their of own cards? version of no their own version of an adult swim style channel within the app or a going back further to old MTV a liquid television version where it's just like you're seeing a showcase of artists that are really good in other mediums that just have never had the financing behind them to do 
more work than they can do for free. Yeah, like call it Quibi Underground or something. But just like... Just anything. Like that's... You would get so much more out of up-and-coming creators that just can't afford to create content than you will just shotgun blasting money at celebrity. Yeah, and that sounds a lot cheaper too, especially for your model, which is hoping that people are going to pay for an advertiser version of 10-minute episodes. It didn't even work for YouTube. YouTube yeah. couldn't monetize originals. Yeah, yeah now YouTube yeah, now YouTube originals are they're basically regular TV shows. If you have premium, you get them ad free, but they are now regular TV shows that YouTube sells to advertisers as a TV show that's on YouTube. Yeah. And they have ad breaks now and advertisers know exactly what they're putting their content on. Uh I yeah, did want to talk it's about so stupid. I did want to talk about ads because apparently they sold out of their first year ad inventory which well of course that's their that 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 makes a lot of sense because they're they've obviously gone and hired probably the best ad salespeople in the world and of course anyone's going to want to be at the launch of something and they don't know what it is and maybe it's going to be the biggest thing in the world so why doesn't bud light just spend 20 million dollars yeah, so they have $150 million of ads sold for the first year, but this is a $1.75 billion investment. They're going to yeah. continue to need to raise capital until they're profitable. I listened to an interview that Katzenberg did on Recode, which is very good, and I recommend everyone uh, go and listen to it. But like Katzenberg's pitch, so like the pitch you always hear for Quibi is it's content you watch while you're waiting for your coffee or eating coffee. It's like you go to the Nobody's cafe, do that. While you're taking order your coffee, and know. you watch a Quibi while you're eating your while you're eating a scone. You, no, people go on Instagram and flick through like ten Ex- photos, and that's it. Yeah. So here's <laughs> here's where like Katzenberg's case falls apart. In every interview you read with him, he insists he is not competing with Netflix. He is comp- he says he's competing with YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok and like Twitter, like free those are all free yeah free shows and his argument is that there has never been any this is his claim there's never been a premium version of a cheap or free product that has ever failed so he's like like, well you could go to walmart and buy a pair of sneakers for twenty dollars or you could drop two hundred dollars on a pair of jordans but they both serve the same function but there's a reason you pay the premium for one over the other Uh and the, the the issue with that argument though is like he sort of is competing with netflix people are only going to be able to spend are only going to be willing to spend a certain amount of money per month on streaming video. And they don't I don't really think they care if one is only on their phone. Uh cuz like most people are going to get like Netflix and they're going to get uh Disney Plus and maybe like the Disney bundle that also has Hulu. Mm-hmm. They'll get those. Everything else, they're definitely going to dole out their dollars more carefully. So even though yeah, they can only watch Quibi on their phone, when it comes to someone's monthly expenditures, they're not going to consider I don't really think they're going to consider paying the five or eight dollars for Quibi when they could just go on TikTok when they're in the coffee shop. Unless there is something that comes out that just just blows people away, yeah. this app will crash and burn ninety days from now. Yeah, I think when when Netflix launched, they had one original show. They still have their back catalog, but they had one original show. It was a House of Cards. David Fincher was executive producing it. Robin Wright was starring in it and some other guy. But that's uh, the thing is you already had the service because you were watching yeah. the 50 other things that were on there. And then this pops up and it's like, all right, well, I'm already here. Might as well yeah, give yeah. an episode this a shot. Completely and, yeah, new, and they, right? This is a completely new company. So there's no base that it's coming off of. They have recognizable stars, but they don't really have 
content that people are familiar with. Like Reno 911 comes out in May, so if you had the free trial, you sh- you'll still be able to you'll, you should be able to watch the the 12. That's, I mean, that's smart that. that they're putting it right at the tail end of the free trial. Hey, what what is yeah. a Reno? Is that like a bagel of some sort? What Reno? <laughs> what, what's a Reno? Uh, it's a it's a cop comedy show that aired on mm-hmm. Comedy Central. Where where did Reno one air? Comedy Central. Oh yeah, it aired on yeah. Comedy Central. It had uh, you, you can from, watch like, the the state and uh... was it like cops? Yeah, oh. but like funny. Oh. But cops yeah. is already funny. These cops, these cops knew they were bastards. <laughs> yeah, it's a great show. I I want I want to watch the Quibi version, but also if I have to pay for Quibi while it's out, I'm just not going to do that, and I'll just wait until. Yep. I mean, sorry if people post clips, I'm going to watch them. And how difficult is that going to be when it's like a ten minute episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I talked to a I talked to a journalist about this who like has been covering this extensively, and she told me that as far as she knows, if the service fails, everyone gets their rights back and they can sell it wherever they want. So like you Perfect. know, art is art. And what and what great motivation for them to actually market it? Yeah, like no, actually, if we don't market this and don't do a good job, then guess what? Yeah, I think we like can just if take it and run. I think like if you are a creator and Quibi offers you money, absolutely, because you're basically having someone finance your production, and then if you make do the best job you can, your production will be financed, and then you can just sell it, try to sell it for more money when the service fails. Not a bad deal. Yeah. Uh, the, by the way, there's a Quibi subreddit, and it's weird. It's like <laughs> astroturf to shit. Like there's <laughs> a course. post. Let's recap the week. How'd you do? What was your favorite, and what did you like not so much? What cool new thing did you learn? How yeah. about those Quibbies, eh? <laughs> So I will I will say uh, if you can get the ninety day free trial which expires on April nineteenth although I I suspect they are going to see I they're either going to extend it or like after April after April nineteenth when everyone who signs up after then will get fourteen day trials they're going to see their subscriber numbers dip like they had three hundred thousand on day one and they're tracking towards about a million downloads now so that puts them at like. 50 million dollars revenue assuming 100 percent retention they're not gonna no. get that uh this is an app that probably needs 10 million dollars sorry 10 million subscribers by the end of year one if they're going to be able to continue to raise money from investors well that was someone else's someone else's theory was uh not anyone from like a outlet or anything but just people i've been talking to uh was that oh well it's just a typical tech startup that just exists to be sold and i'm like not with that much investment money in it yeah, there's no, no there's Jeffrey, no way yeah katzenberg thinks like you should listen to the everyone listening to this should listen to the interview he did with recode because he's a very smart guy he's been in hollywood forever mm-hmm. i have never heard anyone sound more confident in their product like i've i've heard elon musk falter more in his judgment than i have jeffrey katzenberg talking about quibi and maybe it's because he has $1.7 billion of other people's money on the line, but yeah. he thinks that he's going to be cash flow positive with, I think, two or three years is what he said. Like, he says he's going to be cash flow positive quickly. To me, that <clears throat> means under five years. So he thinks he's going to have enough subscribers to not need to raise money anymore after five years. That's incredibly optimistic. And I just... I, I've, been, I've been thinking about this. If, if he's not pulling people in by the content... Right, because I mean, the average person who's never heard about Quibi does probably doesn't know what shows are on it, where celebrities are going into it. I, this is so, uh, this is maddening. Why does he have so much confidence in this? <laughs> I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure it out. He's getting a fuck ton of money because he's already rich. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, extremely he... wealthy, and he's just spending other people's money on something that, if it doesn't even work, the people aren't going to be upset because it's just going to be a write off. That is it. That has to be it. 
he ran Disney, then he got kicked out of Disney, and he got kicked out of Disney so hard he made Shrek. Like this man, <laughs> yeah. he has a he has a legendary career. He has all the money in the world. He's just do it's his one last thing. This is what he thinks the key. I to made this the one for my grandkids. In no way, yeah. it, I, I, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking about all angles of it. The, the, the shows that are going into this, the money that's going into this, the fact that everything's fucking vertical and the benefits in no way from it. Just it. This this seems like a product made for no one by a madman who's heard about the past yeah. ten years of technology from like but, a no. A but that's the problem is that this and I said this on News Dump, but this app, the app's fine, the text's fine, but every choice, actual choice that was made in the content and the delivery of it ignores the past ten years of evolution of media exactly. cons- consumption. Sorry, consumption. Yeah, I, yeah, you can't share screen you can't screenshot anything in the app uh to make memes of it. So the only way you're gonna be able to meme a Quibi show is I guess like take a picture of your phone with your Yeah with another phone they have sort of like kneecapped themselves like netflix tiger king blew up in part because of the memes that's why yeah. i watched the show like, like i'm i'm convinced that sh- that uh, quibi would do something as dumb as putting uh an option on the show that comes with pre screenshot screenshotted images where you can make your own uh-huh. memes on the yeah. app i.e photo mode and, and then export game. those that would honestly be better than what they've done because but still that that would yeah. be like the most predictable, dumb, stupid thing ever. And, and I think Go90 already did that. And also, they're never going to... Yeah, oh, yeah, Go90. What they don't get about those images is the fact that they are chosen so specifically and understood on such, like, a, a subliminal level. You cannot just decide what's be- going to become popular and blow up. Yeah, the the best meme from Tiger King was just a subtitled image of Joe Exotic saying, I will never financially yeah, recover they're, from they're this. Yeah, they're not going to pick that yeah. one. <laughs> they're not going to choose yeah. that as a template. <laughs> Yeah, they're gonna pick the picture of Sophie Turner jumping off a cliff onto and a her tree, hair looks and it's perfect, gonna be like nice when smile. Starbucks brings back the pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing is, and uh, having experience through a new media company, executives just assume they can either a flip a viral button mm-hmm. or b <laughs> just throw money at something until it works. Yeah, Go ninety had uh they they had like one show from Collider with Jeremy Johns, which was like fine. Like Go ninety was the same thing. Like the content that I saw from Go ninety was fine. It's just why would I download this other app to my phone when I have YouTube? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like I, I don't know. And yeah, that's the like, thing too is uh YouTube has evolved out of the quote unquote quick bites kind of sphere because I for years, especially working at Machinima. Uh, in the early years of Machinima, um, up until probably like 2014 or 15, it, the general rule was everything needs to be at best three minutes long and at worst less than five minutes long. And now YouTube is a lot, a lot of creators that are still around doing the things that they were doing then have moved into long form because of the way, first of all, the way YouTube monetizes, but also because in general, people are watching it on their laptops, PCs, or TV, and if they are watching it on their phones, it does a good job of stopping where you are and picking back up, and if you have premium, you can just listen to the audio of it, so it's kind of like a podcast. Like, Quibi, like, just throws all that out the window and is like, no, six to ten minutes is absolutely perfect. Yeah, Joe Rogan's five-hour podcast does so well, he doesn't even need to, like, get sponsors for it. He just, he makes enough money off of pre-roll with long Mm -hmm. videos now. Like, the... 
the the landscape has changed and i understand where quibi's coming from like quibi definitely when i first heard of it like there's people finding like clips of 30 rock predicting quibi uh, which is ironic because will arnett has a show on quibi and the clip was will arnett which is a stolen show uh but yeah. uh yeah like there's again like the content is not aggressively bad i didn't watch anything like oh, who made this garbage there's like one thing i'm like <laughs> okay this is kind of, this is this is rip off stephen king i'm not gonna keep watching this but like sure i'll watch the end of the sophie turner survival show i'll watch a few more episodes of dismantled i want to finish the lebron documentary but i have yet to see a single thing to convince me to give a dollar of my income towards this for someone who started to invest their time in the the money that facebook and instagram have been putting into like those those premium type stories or even snapchat where you can go on and have your social network in one tab and then like a little fun video you know punked similar to watch on Facebook, I just it, when that's free and and that's already in front of you, I don't know who's switching to. Uh, well, also, uh, Instagram tried to do IGTV and then immediately found out that people weren't going to go to a separate app for it, so they just reintegrated it back into yeah. the main app. Well, no, the, so it launched as a tab in the app, where like the upper right hand corner was a TV logo, but no one clicked on it, and now okay. IGTV is out of the app, so the only way to find it is download the IGTV app which no one is doing no it's for for me I, I never watched it when it was part of the app then so mine's backwards but now yeah. I watch videos for people that I follow and it's like continue watching on IGTV and then you click it and it goes to a new thing weird yeah like mo, mo premium mobile video so many people have tried to crack it was go 90 free I feel like go 90 was yes. free yeah yeah go 90 was free. free uh I think I think watchable however long that lasted was free uh i know you guys at etc did some ads for them but like uh we did samsung milk as well yeah samsung milk video (laughs) yeah samsung so samsung had a streaming service called milk which is basically their version of pandora uh, where like you would you would dial into a frequency and each frequency was like a genre so like pop i never even i never even used the app because i didn't have a samsung phone so that was the funniest thing too was we literally asked Hold on, I, before I forget this, we literally asked Samsung when we had to do that show for them if we could just get an old Samsung device to watch it on, or a, a cheap tablet or anything, and they were like, nah. Yeah, it's dumb. But yeah, like they, uh, so yeah, it was a streaming service only on Samsung phones. It started as Milk Music, where like you would dial into a frequency, so you would pick like pop and punk were next to each other, and you could put it in the middle and get pop punk, uh, and then... That spun off into a video service called Milk Video or whatever. Okay. All of it was exclusive to Samsung customers. How did they yeah. spell Milk? M I L K, I believe oh, yeah. so. It was just yeah, it was Samsung Milk. But yeah, that also like there have been so many attempts at this. Everyone thinks Jeffrey Katzenberg can do it because like yes, he has this incredible career. Um, he has Meg Whitman running the company for him as CEO. He's in charge of all the creative stuff. Can he do it? Maybe, but does he have the money? Yeah, I think he has enough money to go for two years. But at some point, he's going to need to tell his investors how many subscribers he has because he's not going to be. I don't think he's going to be cash flow positive when he thinks he does. I think when this ninety-day free trial is up for most people, no one is going to continue to pay for it. And I think they're going to realize how doomed they are very soon because after the ninety-day free trial eligibility wraps up literally the week after we're recording this i don't think 
you're going to see that many people signing up when they when they can't get three months of it for free. Well, the good news for them is that they can just blame the failure on the coronavirus. Yeah, of course. It's like, even though it doesn't even make sense in this scenario, they can still say, well, I guess it does kind of make sense in in terms of the uh, ultra high unemployment rate currently and the economy crashing. They can just be like, well, because of when we released this, people weren't willing to pay extra money because they didn't have any. Yeah. Yeah. Like at, at the current, that's rate, not the reason there, th- that is probably a reason for some people, but also there's nothing that interests me on this app. And I'm not I don't think a single it. person on this planet is looking at Quibi thinking, damn, am I interested in this looking at the price and realizing they can't afford it. I think people are looking at Quibi getting the free trial. And if they realize it costs money, that's not even a thought in their heads. No one's paying money for this. Yeah. yeah, like maybe during the 90 days, something will drop because I'm going to check in on the app because like, again, it's like it's something to watch. We're all inside. Sure, I'll give it a whip. Reno 911 comes out next month. I'll watch that. Uh, but yeah, just nothing has convinced me to pay for it yet. I doubt there will be anything that will convince me to pay for it. It's just mm-hmm. I would like it if it succeeded because like they seem to be another Netflix who's just giving money to anyone who wants it because they have startup cash. Uh, yeah. But and yeah, it would be great for LA. It'd be great for emerging creators in LA who could sell a show to Quibi and then. But it's sell- not for emerging creators currently. It's for it's for celebrities. So production people will get jobs, but no yeah. actual creators. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not even investing in emerging people. They want recognizable faces because that's what they think. Oh, I like Sophie Turner in Game of Thrones. I will but watch is that. Sophie Turner in the marketing for Quibi. Yeah, yeah, you can. Yeah, one. Of, there's like a picture of her face looking moody, and she's on a snowy mountain top. Okay, I guess that's enough. <laughs> I know Idris Elba has a show coming out. Like, there's there's new shows coming out next week because the first the drop content that all that's all done this week because they release it daily and it's only twelve episodes a show. And like, yeah, like they say they're gonna adapt. Like, if they say, oh, if we see that people like binging all the content at once, then we'll just switch to a binge model. But like, <laughs> I don't really know if like switching your models. It's yeah, that's ignoring the, the fact main that issue. It is. <laughs> yeah, and and it, it, it immediately admitting defeat that you're. Yeah presumptions were entirely all, wrong that's all it yeah, is the thing you were building hype for for more than a year on your yeah. press tour at the end of the day you just wrong. presumed way too much based off of way too little information and i don't i guess it's because this is his last hurrah or something but he really should have researched more him and meg whitman are both extremely old and extremely rich they don't really care <laughs> they're just trying to cement their legacy because the last thing meg whitman did was failed to run for the governor of California against Gavin Newsom. And what was the company she was at before that? Uh, she was at HP, uh, and then she kind of ran HP into the ground. But then before that, she was at eBay, and that's where she made all her money. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah like, I, like I said, like listen to Katzenberg on Recode if you want to hear like the most, the best case I've heard yet made for Quibi. It's in his Recode Media interview. But even then, I'm looking at the app, looking at the content, I'm like, yeah, the the content's fine. I'm not going to pay for this. Oh, she also uh, is part owner of Immortals esports team. Ah. Oh, damn. Talk about branching out. Yeah, sounds like another thing. That you, yeah, I don't know. Maybe she like has like a grandson who likes esports. Maybe he's I don't in know. the team. No, she probably just is throwing money at, at new and upcoming things. Yeah, because she's a billionaire, and that's what they do. Yeah, Maybe. it's like if you like to her throwing a million dollars at something is like, uh, well, let's see if I this wonder, works out. What it would it look like well. if you were to create a spider web of all the stuff he, she currently has money in right now? I mean, that's any pretty big. 
That's any board member on uh, Procter and Gamble Dropbox. Ooh, there's yeah, there's the six degrees yeah. fucking Dropbox. <laughs> <laughs> the Procter and Gamble spiderweb in and of itself is gigantic. So yeah, and you know, just this isn't related to Quibi at all. But I always like to talk about it whenever we mention Jeffrey Katzenberg. Uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is a very petty man. Shrek, uh, Lord Farquaad, and Shrek is based off his old boss, uh, Michael Eisner. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Is that why you're so short? <laughs> yeah. No, well, no. Uh, Eisner is extremely tall, so he was making fun of Eisner by making oh. Farquaad short. When you and that only will happen if someone is both rich and petty enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in, he's no, he's Katzenberg is notoriously petty. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Quibi. It is the the latest entry in the streaming wars. We will of course cover every service. Uh, I believe the next one to launch is either Peacock or HBO Max. So whenever those launch, like we will. Sites. <laughs> yeah, Cine- <laughs> HBO does own Cinemax, but is it Peacock's free or ad supported, is, or does it cost money? Peacock is free with ads for Comcast customers. Ugh. For non Comcast customers, you have to pay for it. Yeah, no thanks, not paying. Yeah, I'll I will. Again, I'll get HBO Max because I already have HBO, so I'll see how that goes. Yeah, and if you have AT and T with HBO Max, I believe you get a free year. Nope, I got a free year of Quibi because I have T Mobile. Actually, I don't because I I'm I grandfathered s- into an old plan, and yeah. it's only for the new ones. And if I change my old plan, I lose everything That's that such I. Such BS. I have the old original unlimited plan where it's actually unlimited and no uh, soft cap. No, uh, yeah, no soft cap. No slowing speeds. Yeah, they. I was gonna do the Quibi free trial through T-Mobile, but it was only the ad-supported tier. And like, after a year, I'd have to like pick between Quibi and Netflix. And I was like, this seems a little bit too janky. I'm just gonna keep the free Netflix and not probably, worry about it. Probably worth it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think Netflix is gonna be a bit around longer. But yeah, we we'll, we will know more about Quibi's performance. I think like, I'm just do the math. Like early May when the people who when we see like how many subscribers they got after they stopped giving 90 days away for free, I suspect yeah. they're going to bring that promotion I'm, back. I think they're going to have high subscriber count. I think they're going to be shocked by the amount of users actually using the application. <laughs> uh, so ju- just to how much I data I use on my phone to screw T-Mobile, uh, just since uh, March 22nd, I've used 21 gigs. <sighs> so a, a gig a day just on oh, phone damn. data. What are you, wait, you have home Wi-Fi though, right? <laughs> Yeah, but uh, sometimes it works better on my phone. T-Mobile service in Los Angeles is really good. Really oh, because they yeah they probably have a well you don't have a five G phone, but they have rolled out like uh, low band five G. Is that called LTE? Yeah, Plus the, or the service here is is quite good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, uh, Ricky, thank you so much, honestly, for coming on, man. This is awesome. Yeah, no Ricky. problem. Yeah, but yeah, uh, I'm always happy to talk shit about streaming companies. <laughs> I think uh, I think next week we're talking about devs because that's wrapping up. So oh, you should get Elliot. He's he's lo- he loves that show. Elliot said he's interested, so we we might have Elliot on next week or whenever oh, he's that'd available. Be really fun. Nice. Yeah. Yes. So we yeah we might have the we might have your better half. That's not on what I meant. Great. <laughs> My work wife. <laughs> but yeah, uh, thanks for coming on, Ricky Calvin. Of course, always great to have mm-hmm. you too. Uh, right. and, well, yeah. thanks guys. Until until next week. Uh, adios. Yeah. Bye-bye.